Welcome back to Loading the Dream. My name is Susie, and I'm your host. Today, I want to talk to you about preparing for the next month. So we are right at the end of October, and I think most people kind of look at November as the beginning of the holidays. Obviously, Halloween is here. Uh, We've already gotten our costumes for our kids. Um, And I just think that it's important to prepare for the next month before it comes. I think that there's a lot that you can set up for yourself in terms of preparing for a month, but I think that there's going to be a couple of things that may help you. So whether you're sitting in your car on your lunch break, or maybe you're driving to get groceries or pick up your kids from school, maybe you're going for a run, you're at the gym. I I just want to thank you for hanging out with me and listening to me. I really do appreciate all of your support. And I'm finally at a place where I'm going to be able to introduce um, an ad into my podcast. They're going to be about 30 seconds. I promise you they're going to be worth listening to. But it does help make this podcast possible. So when you get to an ad, please listen through it. I promise it will be quick and painless. Thank you for hanging out with me. And please share my podcast if you feel like you're getting something from me. I would greatly appreciate your support and sharing me with your friends and family or people in your life that you feel like would benefit from what you've learned from me. So thank you. So for today's podcast about preparing for November. So I think November is a really important month. Obviously, holidays are exciting. I think that for me, at least, autumn and what comes with autumn and into winter with Thanksgiving and Christmas, I just think that it's really exciting to prepare for the end of this year because you've got two months left and you can make these count. You don't have to wait until January to improve on your your stance, where you are and how your life is going. So the first thing you need to do in order to prepare for November is get a calendar. You may not be like for me, I am absolutely not a paper calendar kind of person. I don't do well with it. I think that they become very redundant when I stare at them. I just sort of, I'm like, oh, I've already seen all of that. I don't want to have to look at it. It's visual clutter for me. Um, But my husband is a very paper calendar focused person. So for him, he has a paper desk calendar that's hung up directly next to our closet So he knows when everything is due or when something needs to be done or when we have something planned. He doesn't have to ask me anymore. I don't want to have to carry the mental load for our whole family, but particularly for my husband who is an adult. So that was one way that we compromised on him being able to have his calendar. And my calendar is that generally speaking, we have the same looking calendars. You know, we keep track of each other's things, but at the same time, I function so much better on an electronic calendar. So mine is on my phone and it connects directly through iCloud to my computer. And so if I'm on my laptop, I can check out my calendar. If I'm on my phone, I've got my calendar. It functions so much better for me because when I'm out and about, it gives me super quick access and honestly, ease of access to being able to keep track of your stuff is the utmost importance because I know that if I'm out and about and I get a phone call and it says, oh, hey, you know, we need to plan for 
a doctor's appointment. I know that I can look at my calendar and I'm not going to be missing anything important in terms of events or gatherings uh, on, on any specific day. Uh, so, for example, I had to call a plumber out. I had to call the plumber yesterday, but I wasn't about to pay for an emergency visit. So, it waited until this morning. Um, but I was able to prepare for them to come and able to say, like, okay, I, I, this is what I have planned tomorrow. There's a handful of things that I need to get done. And specifically, I have a meeting at 1 o'clock, um, like a virtual meeting. And so, I know that I only had a few hours I basically said that I just need someone to come after 9 o'clock, um, but before 1. And they were able to accommodate me. The plumber came. She was very quick and efficient. So um, she was uh, able to resolve our problem really quickly, which I'm grateful for. So that was a, an unexpected um, expense for this month. But um, we've got our home maintenance fund and our emergency fund. So we've got that covered. So I think the next thing... To think about is how are you going to position your month? How are you going to prepare for all of November? And when I'm saying all of November, I'm not meaning that you have to plan out every moment. I'm just saying you need to identify which parts of November are going to be the busiest or most hectic for you. Take your calendar out. If you're not driving, you're not running, if you just have a minute or if you're on your phone and, and you have a moment, please get out your calendar now and you can do it with me. Um, so for me, I think the most important things for November are, number one, Thanksgiving. Um, we are actually going to be traveling, not far, but we're going to be going um, about an hour and a half away from home to go visit some family. So obviously Thanksgiving and Black Friday are important. We don't plan to do any Black Friday shopping. Uh, we're more of like a Cyber Monday kind of family, um, but we don't you know, we're not going out, we're not spending late nights uh, at, you know, any gathering. But my husband and I do both have off Thanksgiving Day and Black Friday, so we'll have a, like a four-day weekend. Um, so we were going to visit our family, and then we'll be coming back probably Thanksgiving evening. Then in November, we have a couple of birthdays in our family. Um, I don't know if my niece is planning to have a birthday party this year, um, but her birthday's at the end of November, and it's near Thanksgiving, so if she's not planning to do something, we'll just see her at Thanksgiving. But if she is planning to do something, like, that's something that I want to have on the schedule is to go to her birthday party. Um, I know that one of my kids was invited to a classmate's birthday party, I think, on the 6th of November, so that's something that we have planned, um, but... My husband has one weekend a month that he does his drill for the military. Um, he's a reservist, so his reserve uh, drill weekend is the first weekend in November. So that's something that I have to have on the list because I know that like I'm solo parenting for the most part. He does get to come home because of where we live. We live very close to um, the base that he works on. But it's frustrating. You have to plan that weekend to be a solo parent. And I'm all on board for that. But I need like mental preparation. I like to know, okay, like, here's what my plan is with the kids. Here's what we're going to do that I think is going to be effective for me and the kids. Um, and I like to focus on that. 
so the next thing that I do is, um, well, a big thing is election day is the 8th. Um, I don't know about you guys, but where I live, we can do early voting. So I do plan to early vote um, just to not kind of get clustered up in election day traffic or having to stay in the long line um, at City Hall, which is where I'm, uh, is my voting precinct. And then a couple of more exciting things. Uh, the end of November, my husband is scheduled to have a small procedure done. And so I have to plan that. Um, and I'm not going to go with him, but he is going to be taking, I think, a day or two off afterwards. And so I have to know, like, okay, I'm going to have him home. And so I do need to plan ahead on, um, like, food or you know, that week is going to look a little bit different for us because he's not going to be going into work every single day that week. The next thing that I do is tack on um, paydays. So I start my new job officially my first day um, is in mid-November. And I'm going to be working from home full-time, which is very exciting. I've <laughs> It's kind of been like my dream for the last few years is to be able to work from home full-time. My last position, I was working more of a hybrid role, so a couple of days a week I was able to work at home and then uh, the rest in the office, but this is going to be a huge shift for me and I'm very excited because we get to save money. I I'm going to be making a tiny bit less, not much less than I was. Um, it's still a raise from what I was making, you know, a year ago, and I'm not going to have to pay for as much uh, before and after care for our kids because now my son is going to be riding the bus and that starts this coming Monday, which is so exciting. He is, he's a little nervous, but for a five-year-old, I basically said I was not prepared for him to ride the bus. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, it's safe for the most part. I think that it's going to save me gas and time and sanity and money for daycare. And I think that that outweighs him being nervous. And like, I know that he's in good hands. I have actually personally spoken to his bus driver. So I do feel confident um, that he's in a safe environment and that he is getting to ride the bus with some of his friends from the neighborhood. So that's helpful as well. The more I talk, November seems jam-packed, but here are the other important things for you to put on your calendar. So aside from birthdays, holidays, parties, gatherings, um, doctor's appointments, which I think are inevitable in the autumn, winter, fall time, simply because people get sick. Um, so obviously I'm not sick right now, so I can't plan ahead for any doctor's appointment in that sense, but I have the opportunity to prepare myself for, okay, if, if it does happen, you know, I've got days set aside that I don't have a huge workload or a huge um, obligation set on. The very next thing that you need to do is going to be write down on your calendar, whether this be handwritten or typed in, all of the mandatory things. So when I say mandatory, I don't mean things that like you really want to get done, but you might not have time so you won't do them. I'm talking the things that like if you don't do them, you're going to get in trouble or if you don't do them, no one's going to get fed. So number one uh, is going to be your bills. Even if you pay your bills ahead of time, even if you don't pay them on their due date, still write them down on the due date. 
just, just maybe just for the first couple of months. If it's not good for you long term, I, I do think that this is very helpful when you're first trying to get into the role of, you know, saving money or paying off debt is being able to look at every expense that you have and put it on a date. Give it a date. Don't just say like, oh yeah, I pay for, you know, um, Hulu or Netflix or something, you know, at the end of the month. No, put it on the date. And yes, it's okay to pay early. That is a good tactic for some people. And it was a process that I was using when we were paying off debt, which was basically pay the bills until next payday. Um, And then whatever's left over before next payday is going towards debt. But I realized that that really set us up for failure in terms of preparing for the the unexpected but expected expenses. So the things that you know are going to be due, but you're not planning ahead to pay them. You just say like, oh, I'll just have the money that month to pay it. That's helpful, but what if you have three things that happen in one month and you th- that money's not going to be enough? So plan ahead. that um, You can call these, uh, this is a term that's used, I think, in the, the debt-free community a lot, is uh, sinking funds. So it's kind of like a little savings account. It's not really an account. It's just like a, an amount of money that you would set aside and not spend for a particular item or task or something you're planning. So one thing that we have a sinking fund for is that home maintenance account, which is where we pulled the money from to be able to pay for the um, somewhat emergent, non-emergency plumber uh, this morning. So the next thing for looking at your month is going to be deciding what items are desires. What are some things that you have a goal to do or, or a goal to attain and you're not really sure when you're going to be able to do it? So I think this is good if you have a calendar that has like a note section or if let's say you're using, like for me example, I use my electronic calendar. So I use my notepad Uh, in my phone to list like a to-do list for November. For this last month, for October, my husband, he, his notepad is actually on his calendar. And so it's full of things that he desires to get done that if they don't get done, it won't be the end of the world. You know, there's going to be, there's always going to be next month, but this helps it become more of a forethought because it's, staring him in the face every single day when he goes to change his clothes. So this is important. It's it's kind of a timetable, a step that you're going to take. That This might feel a little uncomfortable because you're saying, well, I I want to do it, but I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get it done. You should. You know, you should at least be able to do half of the desire items on your notes by the end of the month. Now, obviously, if you're picking like five really difficult tasks and you know for a fact that you don't have enough weekends or after work hours to get these projects done, please don't. You you and I both know you don't need to do that. But I know how easy it is to kind of get yourself in that headspace. Uh, for right now, for example, I'm, I'm working, I'm quote, working from home. I'm, I'm podcasting right now, but I'm doing daily house maintenance, you know, obviously keeping up with the kids, but 
this isn't what my usual will look like. And it's not what November's going to look like. This is just sort of a period in time that looks a little different than the rest. So for October, our list of things was pretty succinct. I think it only had about five things on it. And some of those things were like, you know, a 10 minute project. And then I think there's other things that get added to the list as time goes on. One of those things was to build, uh, my husband is building a desk. I, I kind of hijacked his desk and kept it for myself since I'm working from home now. And he's building himself a new desk to keep his uh, gaming computer on top of and all his monitors and stuff. Another thing was to clean out the garage, which while he's building his desk, cleaning out the garage is not a practical task. That's not done yet. Building the desk is not done yet. It's it's good. We he's been working on it, you know, at the end of every day for you know maybe an hour, and it does take time. It's a big desk, and he's building it from you know just like two by sixes and two by fours. Very proud of him. He built my desk. It's very sturdy. It's wonderful. I love it. But he wanted something a little bit bigger this time, since he's able to customize it. It's going to work best for his space and for his purpose. So another thing that was on our list for October was to finish painting our living room. And this was a huge task. And I don't mean huge in like it's going to be a lot of painting. I'm saying huge because, well, we've put it off for over a year. And like it was only one and a half walls of our living room that we had just left unpainted because... The day we were painting, we ran out of paint. Not like out of paint, out of the whole, you know, five gallon jug. It was just what we had already poured. And it was late. So we stopped painting. We're like, okay, we'll do it in a couple of weeks. Well, over a year later, we still had not picked it back up and finished it. But this past weekend, we committed. We said, okay, we have these days with no obligations. We will be painting. Like we're going to finish painting the living room. And guess what? By telling ourselves that that was our commitment, we made it happen. We were able to tell each other, okay, this is what we both want to do. It's a common shared goal. We're going to make it work. We're going to do it. And we did it together. And honestly, it was so rewarding to be able to have that be done. I don't regret it for a minute. And we had so much paint left over that we actually were able to paint another part of our house that we had been desiring to paint. Now, does that mean that we finished painting the whole house and, like, it's done, done, and we don't ever have to paint again? No. We have to... We actually have to finish a couple of our ceilings in our house because we bought our house... Um, we had it built in 2020. And when we bought our house, they, like, painted everything. The walls and the ceilings were all the same color. It was called steamed milk. It was not white. It was, like, yellow. It was horrible. But when we painted some of our walls white, we realized our ceilings were yellow. And we're like, oh, okay, well, got to paint those. So we have like seven gallons of white ceiling paint that is sitting out there waiting to be used. And I think we have like three or four rooms. I say rooms, but I really mean like a bathroom, a closet, our bedroom, and then our son's bedroom. We have to finish up the ceiling on those. And then we'll be done with ceilings. And honestly, I can't wait to be done with ceilings because it's one of the hardest things to paint. I'm very short. So my husband gets kind of left with that, but I'm more of like the cut in person, um, paint around all the little outlets, vents, fans, lights, whatever. 
that's my job. So from there, you've set up your your goals, your goals for November. Now, obviously, you need to look at your November calendar. And this, I think, is something that most people don't do. And it's something that I realized is really, really important. And we ignore it because we feel like we're not worthy of it. And that is to schedule rest. If you don't schedule it, it's not going to happen. Or if you pretend it happened, it's not going to be an actual restful rest period. It's going to be, oh, well, I was, you know, grocery shopping on my phone while I did it. That's not rest. Rest is productive. Being able to say, okay, um, next Friday afternoon, I have nothing planned. I get off of work at 5 o'clock. I'll be home by 5.45. 6 o'clock, it's rest. Okay, you're going to plan your dinner the night before. It's going to be something quick and easy. So that when your rest period comes, you're not like, oh, God, I have to plan dinner. Plan ahead. Plan for rest. Rest is productive. It doesn't have to be an all-day thing. You don't have to spend one entire day of your 30 to 31 or 28 to 31 days resting. And I don't mean a full 24-hour period, but generally speaking, if you can negotiate yourself one day of rest, one day of legitimate lazy rest within like a 14-day period, so that's twice a month, you can do that. Give yourself a little bit of grace. Give yourself a little bit of time to just do nothing. And I don't, I'm not saying that you have to do nothing. You know, if rest to you means going and driving an hour to the beach and sitting on the beach all day, and that's how you want to rest, perfect. Do it. If that brings you joy, choose joy. Something that's important to me is being able to have time alone by myself without my kids, without my husband, because I get overstimulated. I, the noise, the questions, the comments, the, you know, the demand, the, the thought of not having a moment to myself is excruciatingly exhausting. Like, if I don't plan rest, it's not going to happen. Let's, let's be honest. There's been a few times when my husband and I have tried to plan something out for me, like, hey, on Saturday morning, you're going to sleep in. Yeah, I got to sleep in, but like the kids were banging on the bedroom door the whole time. And it's not at my husband's fault at all. It's just that my kids know I'm in there. It's it's not just like, I don't, I don't just disappear when I'm wanting to rest. So yes, there's other ways you can go about that. You can you know, if you have a spouse, get your spouse to take the kids out of the house, go somewhere, or you leave the house. But for me, leaving the house is not rest. Leaving the house and like going grocery shopping or even just going and like leisurely shopping, that's not rest to me. I'm working my body, I'm using it, and I'm I'm tiring myself out more in my time than I feel like should be isolated for resting. So not practical, Okay. You're going to look at November, you're going to say, oh my god, there's not enough weekends. You're right. But if you've got holiday off work, and um, Veterans Day is in there, and I know that if you work on bank holidays, or if you don't work on bank holidays, you, you might have Veterans Day off. But that's one of those things that you can kind of 
take a step back and say, I need time for me. And this goes for moms or dads or, you know, if you have no kids at all, you need to rest. You need a moment to yourself, a moment to take a step back and say, I'm a human being and I need a little bit of a moment. I need quiet. I need calm. I need peace. Your peace might look like going to the park. Your peace might be taking a walk uh, around the neighborhood. Your peace might be laying in bed and watching cooking shows. <laughs> it doesn't matter what your peace and relax is. Plan it. Put it on your calendar. You're going to do it. All right. Let's talk about the rest of November. So, November is tomorrow. Are you ready? If you're not ready, let's start this podcast over. You're going to go home tonight or maybe tomorrow. You're going to pull out your calendar online, on paper, on something. If you are a paper planner person, beautiful. If you are like me and you just need it electronic, wonderful. That is how I do it and I roll with you and it's tracking. The most important thing, I think, to pull from this entire episode is that you have control of your month probably about 80% of the time. There's going to be 20% of things that are going to pop up you probably couldn't have predicted or maybe you get a last minute invite to something. Um, Number one about last minute invites, if it's not a last minute party, you're a last minute thought. So uh, I hate to be that person, but if you have a party planned for six months and I get an invite the day before, the week before, I'm probably not going to say yes. And I think most of you should probably say no too. That tells me you were an afterthought or I was an afterthought. And I've been there, been in your shoes. I've been the person to get like a pity invite even. Don't feel obligated to show up for someone who didn't want you there in the first place. And I'm, I might get a little bit of hate for that. It might just be like, well, I'm a bad party planner. That's fine. But that's, then don't, just don't invite me at all. Um, unless you hadn't seen me in like a year and you run into me randomly and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you live here. And then you want to invite me. Okay, that might be a little bit different. But generally speaking, choose the things that choose you. Choose the positive. Pick the things for November that you're going to feel rewarded by, that you feel are going to supplement your life in a positive way, and then stick with those things. Don't overextend yourself on Thanksgiving. If they ask you if you can bring a dish to the family gathering, maybe say, what do you need me to bring? And if they say, oh, we don't care, then guess what? You bring whatever you want. Don't don't try to continue to ask and say, oh, well, is there anything in particular? If they say, oh, it doesn't matter, bring something or don't. I think that it's important that if the people you want to spend your time with don't want to plan things and you're a planner, don't set your whole obligation on making their party feel grand and welcoming because you should be doing the things that feel fulfilling to you. And if baking a loaf of bread feels good to you, do that. If taking an appetizer feels good for you, do that. If having no obligation to cook something and take it to a party feels good to you, do that. Show up. 
the people that want you there don't care what you bring. And if you want to, if you absolutely have to bring something, I think the go-to is always going to be like a box of chocolates or wine or chips and salsa. Like <laughs> maybe no one's going to think that same thing, but I think if you bring chips and salsa to anything, people will be pleased. It is important to me that you feel support in every aspect of the next month. I hope that Loading the Dream can help you kind of push yourself over the edge a little bit for a place that is more inside your comfort zone for yourself, but is also outside your comfort zone for putting yourself first. You don't always have to be the super person. You don't always have to be the number one planner, arranger, calculator in your life. You can just be you. And I would say this to myself, anything that it's important to say to yourself, if you remember, wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, and you say, obviously you're going to put your name here, but you say, Susie, you are awesome. People depend on you, but people choose you because you are dependable. And if you don't want to be depended on, it's okay to say, I need a break. And if anyone lashes back and says it's unacceptable, pick yourself. So you look in the mirror and you say, obviously put your name here, Susie, pick you. Pick Susie. It's okay to make decisions that may not be in the best interest of everyone else if you're putting yourself first in a healthy way. Obviously, I'm not telling everyone who's listening right now to be selfish, but I do think that sometimes it's important to be selfish. It's important to say, hey, that weekend, Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., I am resting. I will not be bothered. If you need to send the kids to grandma, you know, obviously call grandma up and be like, hey, are you free? Because I need a minute. And by a minute, I need like 12 hours if you could. 24 would be better. <laughs> and if you can't do that, let's say you don't have kids. Tell your partner, your roommate. Work even if, if they're like, hey, I really need you. If you need a minute to yourself, take that minute. Don't let November wash you over. November is the first of the last two months of this year. 2022 is not going to eat you alive. You're almost done. You can do it. And I'm here with you. Thank you so much for joining me here today on Loading the Dream. I absolutely love being able to share my thoughts and my feelings and hopefully really good pieces of information and maybe inspiration for you. Don't forget to join me weekly. Thank you.